Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Domestic Boyfriends Podcast, where we talk about movies, comic books, TV shows, anything to do with Marvel and DC, to be honest, and anything that we like to talk about. Um, My name is Dean, and always with me is my lovely co-host, Vincent. Hi. Yeah, we got to work on that intro part. Got to... Gotta gotta specify ourselves, get in that algorithm. Um, today, as you can see from the title, we're going to be talking about uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Um, exciting, exciting. Are you excited? Yeah, man. I'm. <laughs> I yeah. finally got to see it. <laughs> yeah, exciting times. Um, and then. Uh, Next episode, we're going to be taking a break from uh, all of the Marvel and DC stuff we've been putting out, and uh, we're actually going to be doing some anime stuff, so stay tuned for later to figure out what that is. Um, But first, news. Um, Vincent's pregnant. Um, What? Yeah. Ah, okay. We're not going to tell him. Oh, my God. (laughs) Looks down. Oh, goodness. Um. First off, news. Uh, we're gonna do it uh, in our in our order. Uh, Marvel news. Uh, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, a new digital card game was announced under the name Marvel Snap. Uh, it's from. It's being made from people who used to work on Hearthstone, um, and it's gonna be a collectible. A digital card game where you and your opponent have to play at the exact same time. Yeah, I saw the trailer for this and <laughs> I'm really confused. At the same time, I'm really interested. Because the way that like they explain it is that like you you guys take the same turns at the same time. Which is confusing to wrap your head around because like everything in everything still has interactions. Uh yeah. But I, I trust them. I they they say it's a fun game. I'll trust them, and then we'll see. But uh, from what they told us, uh, it, and what we've seen from the trailer, it is a very beautiful looking game, uh, and it also uh, has like a bunch of variants. Like, it's it's gonna be definitely like a collecting game. Uh, whether or not the gameplay is cool, they definitely uh, the artists definitely went all out for. Uh, what they're doing for this game. I really want to collect all of the 8-bit cards. Yeah. I I loved seeing the 8-bit ones. They were so cool. Yeah, they were, like, talking about, like, they, like, certain things aren't going to be, like, canonical or, like, they're not going to, like, just do, like, universes within the Marvel comics or, like, in the movies. Like, they're just, like, if we have an idea, we're just going to make it a card set. Which I think is awesome. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I, the, uh, did you know that there's Marvel Uno? Yeah. Yeah. Competitive Marvel I've Uno. Seen, I've seen packs of Uno cards, and I've got very confused. Yeah, the, you, you actually pull from them. Like, there's rarities and stuff. <laughs> so... And like there's, so bizarre. there's kind of a meta to it, but anyway. <laughs> Next. 
Well, that's all I've got for Marvel. Okay. <laughs> Passing over to you. All right. Uh, so we have a couple things. Um, I, I was meant to, meaning to mention this, but like it got lost in the not news that we talked about during we were talking about Moon Knight. Uh, but the artist for Tokyo Ghoul actually did a really cool collaboration. Uh, and I actually saw this from the Japanese, uh, Japan Marvel Studios Twitter. Um, he did like a, like a rendition of Moon Knight in his art style, uh, kind of like dark gritty, like his oddly, like oddly satisfying, like smudged ish drawings that he does. Uh, like the coloring's kind of smudged as like that grungy type of look. Uh, really cool. Uh, next, I have uh, the Baymax series that's going to be releasing at the end of June. Uh, kind of, it's it's a little odd. You know, I thought we were going to get a, a, a sequel to the Big Hero 6 series since it did so well. Uh, but uh, I, know, I know Vincent's excited for it, so... That's all that matters. Yeah. Right, Vincent? You like you like you like big big chubby guy? I, I, I do I do I do quite like him. Um then uh the last thing that I have is Thor Love and Thunder stuff. Uh, I don't think we've talked about this on the, the pod yet. Um uh, but the trailer looks crazy, looks interesting. Uh the poster also looks good, and it's supposed to be released on July eighth. Uh, which is a lot sooner than I remembered them saying that this movie was coming out. So that's exciting. You excited? Yes. You excited for buff women everywhere? I I am very excited for buff women everywhere. Yeah. I <laughs> I'm really interested to see what other gods are going to be present. Yeah. Um, so so go ahead. I saw a post somewhere like talking about gods that were immortalized. Uh, in the MCU now, uh, and it said that Lady Death was there, was like in the trailer somewhere, and I like I rewatched it a couple times and I couldn't find her anywhere. But it would be really cool for her to finally be a character. Yeah. Um. So like they had like statues in there. Like it's like I think okay. it was, the shot was like in Olympus, and there's a lot of like the cosmic entities. Like they showed like the Living Tribunal, Infinity, uh, like. Or, uh, not Infinity, like, that, the representations of, like, space and time and stuff like that, uh, and different, uh, different, uh, other cosmic entities that exist in Marvel, uh, but we do know the Greek pantheon is in there, because Zeus and everything, uh, in the trailer, uh, he, like, blows and he makes Thor naked, and, uh, very curious if that's gonna make it into the movie or not. Will we see uh, Chris Hemsworth? Uh, will we see his Jonathan? Is uh, what I'm curious about. Will we see what's down under? Yeah. yeah he is Australian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, in smaller bits, DC, in smaller bit of DC news, uh, we got the leaks of the Blue Beetle costume on set. Um I think that this looks amazing. I'm a big Blue Beetle fan. Uh, and they couldn't have done anything better. Um, Vincent was actually the one that uh, was remind- reminded me of these. But, um, yeah. Super exciting. 
What did you think of it? I thought the costume looked sick. It's one of the most like, uh, most well done comic book to live action transitions for a suit that I've seen. Yeah, I definitely. Especially after the last time we saw Blue Beetle in a live action suit. Oh my god, that looks so bad. Uh, yeah, they did. They're a little overboard with that one. Um, but we we don't hate on Smallville, so. Uh, and well, then you might not. <laughs> Smallville was a masterpiece. Don't at me. <laughs> um, Gotham Knights, not the video game that is also very questionable. Uh, the show that's going to be on the CW somehow it got greenlit. The freaking CW greenlit another DC property after canceling literally all of the shows except the Flash. Uh, Gotham Knights is supposed to be about a. The son of Batman, who's not even like one of the freaking Robins that we know, or Damien, his biological son, is supposed to be some adopted kid that is investigating the death of Batman Bruce Wayne, and is supposed to be working with like other people in the Batman universe, including the kids of supervillains, not like like Harvey Dent's son or like one of the characters is supposed to be like a main character slash possible love interest is supposed to be the daughter of the Joker, which that's, that's a whole can of worms and I don't think I want to fish with them. And I what? think that the CW just needs to stop, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Vincent didn't know Man, what happened. They used to make, they used to make such good stuff. Yeah, I Arrow season one and two, Flash season one and two, they were both so good. Yeah. What yeah, happened? They decided to not care anymore, apparently. But some stuff of the Flash is okay right now. But um No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I gave up after I saw that it looked like Power Rangers Dino Thunder. And I love Power Rangers Dino Thunder. No. But not 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 him shaking his hands. Man, this well, something don't transition well from comic form. So it's a uh, my favorite part was the the lightsabers with the lightning. Oh my god! I want that in every single Flash movie. What about the lightning punch? Oh, uh, no, that's or sorry the the lightning. Uh, clothesline, because that's that's what they do. They don't actually throw punches. They just like have their arm fully extended and wave it. I I quite enjoyed it. I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, do you have any DC? No. Okay. Uh, next, uh, we have some generic stuff, generic TV shows, which is literally just Disney stuff. Uh. Uh, do you have, we'll go over your TV stuff first. Cool. Uh, Star Wars Visions, uh, had a season two announced coming for 2023. Star Wars Visions being, um, a what if, uh, scenario, um, where a bunch of different anime studios got to take their chance at making a standalone uh, animated episode inside of the Star Wars universe. Do we know if the same studios are coming back, or we just know that it was announced? I don't know. 
I don't think we are privy to that information yet. Um, it was just announced like two days ago or something like that. Um, so we'll probably get more information in the next like month or so. Um, I personally really hope that it's new studios. I, I loved what we got. Um, especially I, I forget the name of the episode in which studio did it, but the one with the, with the bunny, um, oh. that one was probably my favorite one out of all of them. Yeah. Aside from maybe the samurai one, which I think was like episode two. Yeah. Um, I, I was very pleased with everything that came out of it. I, it's really sad to say that like these aren't considered canon because they like they draw some of them draw yeah. from like really cool ideas. My the one that sticks out for me is the one where uh, it was a really simple plot, but like the swordsmith one. Where, the swordsmith one was pretty good. Yeah, that one was really cool, and like the whole concept that kind the of the robot, the Astro Boy one. That one, oh. yeah, oh, yeah, no, that one, that one was really good. But uh, I'm excited for this. Uh, I definitely think Visions was like the most underrated one. Like, the most underrated uh, Star Wars property that Disney has released I so agree. far. Um, I agree. But as anime watchers and lovers of these studios, uh, we loved it. So, uh, the, more they, the more the merrier. Could you imagine if MAPPA does one? Oh, my God. I, I would love for that to happen, but, but I also kind of wanted Titan. to give the MAPPA people, like, a break. It's just Attack on Titan. Like it works so hard. <laughs> the they uh, could you imagine if it's just like an episode of Star Wars where like they have three D maneuver gear, oh. and they use their lightsabers to cut down giant titans. They use the force to shoot the harpoons. Oh my god! They use they use the force <laughs> to fling around and cut the legs of ATATs. Yeah. That'd be amazing. It's uh, so good. Uh. What else you got? Um, Sony has come forward and announced a couple shows and a movie. Um, Sony announced that uh, coming to Amazon, uh, a God of War TV series will be created. Whether this is like fleshing out old Kratos or doing uh, new Kratos uh, with Atreus, uh, we don't know yet. Um, probably the newer Kratos. Um, they also announced a series for Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, and that one, I believe, is going to be on HBO or Netflix. Netflix. This one's on Netflix. Netflix. And Gran Turismo is getting a movie. Gran Turismo already sounds like a movie. Kind of, yeah. Um, I... I am really excited about, uh, I want to see, like, what lore implications there is for, uh, the God of War one, but honestly, I want to just have, I don't care if Horizon doesn't have the main girl as the main character, I want a lore dump that is, ca that is canon to Horizon within the show. I just want to know God. more about the world. I, <laughs> while playing through, I've been playing through and trying to get through Forbidden West since it came out. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been having to like take breaks 
uh, from it. Not because the game's bad, but it's just I I really love learning the stories and learning like every single intricate detail that I can about the game um, and the characters in it. And fortunately, uh, for some reason, Guerrilla Games was like, ah, we got you. We, you. We've seen you Mass Effect people and your spinny dial for dialogue options. We're going to have ten times the amount for each individual character. <laughs> oh, wow. The, yeah, no, it's... You can, like, go deep. Uh, the furthest I've gone so far is um, one, um, one entire ring of uh, dialogue options had at least two submenus each. Wow, that's that's a lot. <laughs> For one character. That's a lot. I I honestly don't know what they're going to be able to do in that show if it's if it's like more information. Uh, that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't know what what more information you could get. Um all of it. All of the information. More lore. Maybe, like, even more details of, like, the world before the fall. Yeah. Or like, yeah, that would be cool. Or, like, Learn maybe, more from Elizabeth Sobek. Yeah. Like, maybe... Maybe more details about, like, certain... Like, maybe some tribes or, like, how... Maybe how... Uh... The, machine, the tribes formed the yeah that were like how maybe the inner workings maybe like a perspective of like the villain you know what i mean like how hades formed or like their thought oh. process you know what i mean because they are an ai it would be interesting to see like how they see the person perspective of the world you know what i mean because like them yeah. trying to them trying to preserve i guess like they might have, like, a different perspective. Kind of like in, like, Meet the Pyro. Like, it's, like, they... Like, it's a cr it's crazy to everybody else on the outside, but maybe they have, a ch like, their justification standpoint from their thought, like, their point of view. Okay. But... Yeah. 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 Um, and the... Uh... I guess I should have said this after uh, the Star Wars Vision one. Uh, we got the trailer for Andor, um, which I completely forgot was going to be a series. And I, I am, <laughs> I loved watching Rogue One. Rogue One was one of my favorite movies. I had to fucking look up who Cassian was because I couldn't remember where he was from. <laughs> yeah, when I saw it at first, I was just like, "Oh, like, are we gonna get like another like between?" Like, maybe this is a prequel movie, and I was just like, oh, this takes place before Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. It's been so long, and I liked the movie when it came out, but, like, I can't tell you... I can tell you the last latter part where everybody dies. That's about it. I can tell you how everybody dies. That's about it. And the awesome last scene uh, with, like, the start of A New Hope, but that's about it. You know... I, it, it just occurred to me right now. Um, we could get a K2SO origin story here. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very All right. possible. I guess I have to watch Antor now. K2SO was probably my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, same. 
Oh, he was so funny. Um, moving on to the last bit of TV news I got. Um, Godzilla uh, is going to have a live action series uh, made for Apple TV. That's not the newest bit of news. The newest bit of news is that the director has been announced and it is going to be um, Matt Shackman, uh, who most recently did work on Multiverse of Madness. Interesting. Interesting. He's going to be the director or the producer? Uh, director. The producer um, is going to be Chris Black and Matt Fraction. Oh, um, Chris oh, Black Matt doing okay. Enterprise and Outcast, and Fraction doing Hawkeye. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's going. The series itself is going to be following a family, um, uh, to uncover new secrets. Uh, because society's just coming to terms with the fact that they are living in a world where giant, horrifying, world-ending monsters actually do exist. So is this um, is this supposed to take place in like the current universe? Like this is taking place in the MonsterVerse after the battle of Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Okay, so after King I, I'm very happy to stay inside of this universe because the MonsterVerse, a, as a like design standpoint, is awesome. It's after King Ghidorah. It's after King Ghidorah. Okay, I I was interested because I kind of want to see because like they they had a very big switch like they had a very like pacific rim style like uh we need oh to sorry no th th this is, this is after this isn't after king Ghidorah. this is after uh godzilla versus kong oh okay even even yeah. crazier yeah no like still further like they're, they've come to the grips and they have uh they've made mecha godzilla yeah well i i'm just interested i kind of want to see like after california you know what I mean? After Godzilla yeah. 1? Because, like, into Godzilla 2, we see that, like, they very much mobilized and tried to track down and, like, not and build sites around Kaiju to try and capture them. You know what I mean? Or at least monitor them. So I just kind of wanted to see, like, more of, like, maybe... What's, what's the Titan, right? That's the, the name of the organization... Like I want to see like um, how Titan was created and like yeah, Ty Titan was the one. They're not the evil ones, are they? I think Titan was the one that made Mechagodzilla. The main one was Monarch. Okay, Monarch. Yeah, I'm more interested in like how Monarch's structure is. Like maybe like the beginnings of Monarch or something like that. Maybe that's too much to ask, but that's interesting. So we're gonna get that before we get another movie in this verse. I believe so. That's fun. Um, they haven't said when it's coming out. Um, okay. but now that it's like been a, been announced and we know who like the top people that are working on it, I'm guessing probably within the next year or so. Yeah, I mean, with because they just got the they just did the buyout, right? Because Universal owns them. 
right? Yes, Universal does. Own or is them. it is it Warner Brothers? Uh, it might be Warner Brothers. Yeah. Uh, so. what one of them that has like because Warner Brothers just had the whole Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers just had the DC thing, like the DC buyout. Yeah, they have the DC buyout. Uh, also, Multiverse is one of the late characters for it is Godzilla, so you know that would yeah. make sense. Also, Ben Ten, so Ben Ten for Multiverses. Yes. Um, be forearms. Yeah, I want to forearm you too. But uh, oh. is that a? <laughs> That's it for my TV news. Why am I laughing? Um, <laughs> Uh, Star Wars Acolytes is a show that's going to be produced in Disney and shown on Disney Plus. Um, apparently rumored uh, by the director or the president of uh, the president of something I forget what the news source said. Uh, apparently, the director is taking uh, and the story writers are taking some uh, stuff from Legends continuity. Um, and going to be putting it in, bringing them into canon. Uh, interesting. Uh, biggest rumor is supposed to be that this is about uh, Darth Revan, uh, which would be a crazy story to adapt with everything that they have so far. But fingers crossed. Uh, I love old continuity of Star Wars, so I definitely think this will be something interesting, or it'll be something terrible, and they'll mess everything up. Uh... Last thing, which is also Star Wars, Star Wars related, uh, the whole big Disney Expo release and everything like that, um, with the premiere of Obi Wan uh, and the announcements and having Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor on stage with each other, they announced uh, Mandalorian season three and Ahsoka are supposed to be uh, coming in twenty twenty three, which. Mandalorian already had a season three in the book of Boba Fett, so uh, this is more like season three and a half. Uh, and Ahsoka would be something really interesting because we saw a little bit more of her uh, in the past show. So exciting. Um, kind of excited to see if this is... I don't remember if they said it's going to be animated or it's going to be live action, but I, uh, I'm excited either way. Uh, next movies. The only thing I have for movies is, uh, we got a Pinocchio poster. Pinocchio being produced, uh, and shown on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Vincent does not have a very good time with Pinocchio, uh, for reasons that, uh, if you know the last Pinocchio movie that was going to be released. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's all I have for generic movies. Author. You have anything for movies? You know what happened in January of this year? Um, New A Year's. beloved childhood character entered the public domain. Okay. And his name is Winnie the Pooh. Thus, um, <laughs> that allowed a, a very special group of people to make um, a movie that I don't think anyone asked for, but I am so excited to see it. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, <laughs> Blood and Honey <laughs> is going to be a horror movie, um, starring Winnie, 
Winnie the Pooh and Piglet as they go around and go on a murder spree. Um, the We already have our first confirmed main cast death. Apparently, they will kill Eeyore in the movie. <laughs> I the screenshots and the what we know what we've seen it so looks far horrifying. <laughs> it, I am so excited for this. I want there. Uh, oh, I want there to be. I want everything to go into public domain. That is like lovey dovey, cute innocent childhood memories. I want this to happen to everything. This this looks like a movie that was born after a night of drinking beer um <laughs> and a bunch of people pulled together about five hundred dollars and said let's make a movie uh just from the costumes that I've seen and that's that uh that kind of ideology uh creates the B movies that I love seeing yes. We want this. We love this. We want we more of this, this, please. We need all of it. Um, that's all I've got for uh, movies. Um, that's all I have for movies, too. So next, video games. Um, I have quite a bit. Uh, we'll go with yours first, though, if you have anything. Alrighty. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dead by Daylight had a new crossover event announced. Um, unfortunately, this time not adding a new um, killer. But that's to be expected because the crossover is with Attack on Titan, and it would be a little awkward to implement a Titan shifter as a killer. Um, Dwight is going to be able to have an Aaron Yeager costume. Zarina is going to have a Hanji costume. And then Oni is going to have a armored Titan costume that when he goes into his uh, um, alt state or whatever, um, he's going to grow armor plated spikes um, that are hardened in the crystallization technique that Titan shifters are able to use. Interesting. This is definitely a crossover. And it's definitely a crossover I did not expect. Uh, I'll play. I'll play some Dead by Daylight for this. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of of that game, um, but that that's that's enough to get me to play a couple extra rounds. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely definitely interesting. I want to see what Henry does with it. I um, I I would love to see that as well. But. Um. um Keeping the horror train going, um, Evil Dead the game has officially released, um, and it's gotten nothing but good reviews so far, uh, which is great to see for um, for a horror movie tie-in video game. Uh, a lot of them have re have released in the past couple of years and not done the best, but this one's doing a great job. It's good. It's good. So, is it? Does it take place in continuity? Is it? It the it does take place in stuff? continuity ish. It's a, uh, I believe it's a four v one. It's either four v one or a five v one 
game, sort of like um, Friday the 13th was, mm -hmm. where one person plays as the Kendarian demon mm -hmm. um, and can play as evil Ash, which is awesome. Um, they got Bruce Campbell to voice Ash for the game. I hope so. Ma major points. Uh, that would have been a weird thing to try to explain away. Could you imagine um, if it's like someone like Chris Pratt? If it's Chris Pratt, I think Chris Pratt would be the only acceptable exchange for Bruce Campbell. Um, but everyone's going around the uh, giant map that you have, uh, trying to complete objectives to be able to either leave or like defeat the demon. And the so, demon's just going around using powers, summoning so uh, other redeads. You already said this, I think, but it's like the Friday the 13th game. Yeah. Is it developed by the same people? No. Okay. Oh, that sounds promising. Full crossplay from the get-go? Good, good, good. Awesome. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Uh, and I have one last bit of news. We have a announcement trailer for the sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is slated to be released next year in 2023. Um, and is going to follow Cal Kestis uh, in a new set of event uh, of adventures, um, potentially in the Outer Rim. Five years later, also. Five years later, yeah. Yeah, um, looks great. I don't know what the, they're using, like, Unreal Engine 5 for this, but, like, the trailer looks really good. Like, very realistic. I am... Um, it, it looks great. It's also another game that has, uh, sadly but understandably, uh, decided to stay away from previous gen and move on to just uh, current gen consoles. Which is the future, because that just means they can focus on good graphics. And optimizing Absolutely. it. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a lot of exciting stuff. I'm really excited for the Fallen Order sequel, um, which is another, which in the, la in next, the last couple years, that's supposed to be slated. Uh, we're getting another rope. We're getting another Souls-like. So if it's going to be yeah. another Souls-like game. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sure that they're not going to like... <laughs> majorly change the game. Now it's a racing mechanics. game. Now it's <laughs> oh god. Pod racing. Dude, bring bring pod racing back. Pod racing was always fun in 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 the Star Wars games. Terrible. Worst thing about the Lego games. Get out of here. What do you mean? Pod racing was amazing in the Lego games. No. It wasn't as cool as the uh. Uh, the pod racing arcade machines, though, where you actually sat inside of a pod racer. No, that that's cool. Whenever it's interactive like that, that's fine. I like yes. playing at Dave and Buster's. They have the, the Luigi's Mansion one. I'm just like, yeah, suck. But it's the Luigi's Mansion interactive game. Yeah, like it's like those like House of the Dead ones. Oh, you just have the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, oh, that's you, sick. You, you suck them. So. You yeah. suck them. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, my video game list, uh, Witcher 4 is in pre-production, uh, crazy, um, I think it's also crazy because, like, the Henry Cavill's also, like, they're doing stuff for, like, the sequel of, like, the show, and, like, mm -hmm. I just think this is such an underrated IP, but, like, it's getting so much attention because of this, 
Um, Absolutely. Very interesting. Um, Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed uh, is coming out this year or next year. I didn't put it down. Um, really fun. I like Destroy All Humans. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the new Pokemon Gen 9 games, is getting an announcement tomorrow, uh, June 1st. And the head design lead at 343 Industries has left, uh, also known as the studio who did Halo Infinite. Uh, womp womp. I just wanted to put it in there. But the biggest, the most exciting thing that we have for video game news is Sonic Frontiers was announced and we got a trailer for it. Man, if I have ever seen a Breath of the Wild-like game and have been excited for it, it is now. I love the way that this looks. I hope this is the future of Sonic games because, man, it looks great. Absolutely. Yeah. So, looks really cool. We got to see him, like, fighting, like, this giant tower robot or something like that. Um, still have the lock-on mechanic. It looks very crisp. If I have to guess, this is probably also going to be one of those only new-gen console games. Just because they're probably working in bigger things like Unreal Engine 5 or and it's some things like that. Like, bigger processing is required. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, finishing off, uh, almost towards the end here, uh, we have some anime manga news. Uh, I meant to talk about some of these the last couple months, but uh, I have uh, SoftBank Hawks, which is... Man, that that does not... That, that just didn't slip off the tongue, right? Uh, you have what? <laughs> uh... <laughs> A Japanese baseball team in Attack on Titan uh, did a collab oh. for uh, Sports Apparel, which looked very awesome. Uh, also, uh, anime news, uh, we got Devil is a Part-Timer in Classroom of the Elite coming in July with some sequels. Devil is a Part-Timer hasn't had a sequel in... It's been so long since that show was released, and uh, very great, underrated. Uh, and Classroom of the Elite, another goaded series questionable at times but i personally really like it but that's all i have for anime manga news so what do you got Vinny? a special man came back to twitter a man that we thought we would never hear from again yoshihiro togashi has resurfaced and is seemingly uh making the next uh he's at uh chapter uh, chapter 12 i believe let me of let me talk about this i'm i am a hunter, hunter. hunter i am a hunter hunter nerd right here i will make a hunter hunter podcast on my own if i have to togashi the man himself is bringing back hunter hunter uh we have confirmations from people such as uh, the manga cover One Punch Man confirming that it is this is his official Twitter and this seems like this is something that is going to happen. I am so excited. I am at the latest chapter. I know what's happening right now in the Succession War. I am excited. I can't wait. I, I kind of bitter because 
knowing how writers are after they take a hiatus, he may or may not be doing exactly the story beat that he's been doing. Uh, but I am truly excited about this. I, I want more Hunter Hunter. I am excited. At, f at first, it was actually just four that we got the number four at the end of a chapter. But now we have 12. It is exciting. I am excited. And I... Can I be honest for a minute? Go ahead. I have never seen and I have never read Hunter Hunter. It's okay. This will turn into a Hunter Hunter podcast if it starts coming back. <laughs> I have, however, read all and watched all of except for the new uh, OVA for Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu was one of my favorites and one of my first anime that I've ever seen. I would be so mad if like this is actually just him trying to write twelve more chapters of Yu Yu Hakusho. I would be so happy. I, I, I will always take more Yu Yu content. Please keep me in that world. That world is so cool. The characters are so fun. No, I I need more Hunter Hunter. I need the I need the finale of the Succession War. I need to know what happens. But anyway. Uh, super exciting for that. Uh, are we done with the news? I've got nothing else. You don't want to talk about. You don't want to talk about the other thing. You don't want to talk about. You don't want to talk about the other news. The generic. You know news what I story. like? <laughs> I like really big holes. <laughs> How do you feel about big holes? The bigger, the better. The bigger, the better. I agree. Well, <laughs> fortunately for you, a pretty big hole, not necessarily in your area, has opened up recently. Um, Is this an ad? A, a <laughs> turned into one. Local um, holes a available. Sinkhole, <laughs> a sinkhole in uh, Guangxi, uh, in the Guangxi area of China, uh, has opened up, and uh, scientists have discovered. Um, a forest at the bottom of it. Um, the hole is 630 feet deep, apparently. Um, and they found uh, a bunch of foliage at the bottom of it, as well as trees that uh, would peek out of caves um, to be able to get sunlight. Uh, and this area might have undiscovered um, species of animal and other uh, of like reptiles, birds, other fauna. Um, and that's pretty cool. You know, I, I, I read and enjoyed the journey to the center of the earth. Yo, I was about to say Godzilla. Like literally. <laughs> I, I watched Godzilla versus Kong. This can happen, right? Yeah. Should it happen? find dinosaurs. No, we don't, we don't need that. We don't, we don't need Jurassic Park. Jurassic World. Jurassic thongs. You, know. you imagine what would happen if a hole opened up and a fucking pterodactyl flew out? Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand how scared people would fucking be for their how lives? Scared I would if a pterodactyl be. was there, what else would be there? You know how scared I would be? I mean, that's, that's Honestly, I wouldn't be that scared because I live in the fucking in in the fucking US. It would be it would be a little bit of travel. Yeah, but pterodactyl. It's true. It could fly to us. Yeah. Specifically to you. I I do smell the most like fish. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take that out of context. Stinky man. Um 
I think. <laughs> I think ra- that's it. Random tidbit. Let's, of let's move on now. <laughs> no, you don't need to know that. <laughs> um, yeah. Doctor Strange. He's what in a, a multiverse, and it's maddening. I don't know how you want to tackle this, because this movie, it was, it was a lot and not a lot at the same time, in my opinion. Spoiler alert! I feel like we should put up spoiler warnings. Uh, uh, actually, no, not spoiler alert. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna do a non-spoiler thing real quick. Uh, what would you rate the movie? Uh, uh, non-spoiler. Rate the movie one out of ten. What do you give it? Nine. Nine? All right. Yeah. I, I, think, a, I think it was just a really good movie. I give it an eight. I don't think it was... I think it had cool things going in it. I just thought that the plot was very simple. Like, ten minutes in, you knew exactly how the movie was going to go. Not exactly. You just knew... You knew yeah. what was going to happen. Did you get the D-Box seat, though? I, excuse me? The D-Box? What's a D-Box? You don't have D box? What's a D box? Oh, uh, dude, that's about? that's how I see all my Marvel movies now. I'm 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 stuck on. What do you? So you know you? you know how like Sony has uh for the PS5 they have the Dual Sense controller, um that has super. Oh, super, you went like, to like re- a pseudo realistic. 4D. You went to like a pseudo 4D theater. Yeah, well that that's just my normal theater. My normal theater just has oh. those seats in their IMAX. Uh, oh, studios. okay. Well, that's cool. You, we, um, you went to, but you went, I went to like a Fandango affiliated one. You probably went to, well, like, I went to a Cinemark. Oh, you went to a Cinemark too? Yeah. Oh, it just sucks over here. That's all. <laughs> yeah, no. The D- I thought you were going awesome, to be like, well, I you went can, to an AMC. No, nah, you, you can, you can pump the, the closest AMC is like an hour from here. Same. Uh, the you can you can pump up the sensitivity to like make it really fucking shake you and that it it, it hits every single time just right. The D box you say. Yeah, man. Oh. Get those D box. It, it does increase your ticket price by about like four dollars. Oh wow. <laughs> uh but I think I think it's four dollars well spent. Oh. So you spend four dollars to get in the D box and it vibrates you for a good time. Yeah, well, you technically pay like seventeen, eighteen dollars, uh, but like, so you pay a normal tickets like twelve, thirteen bucks. So, so you're telling me you pay eighteen dollars for a good vibration, for a good time? Yeah. All right. Go to the D box seats, everybody. Apparently, D box is the way to <laughs> imagine, do it. Imagine doing that, like Godzilla. <laughs> God, dude, I I would love to do that. My first time, my first time uh, doing the D box, it was for Free Guy, um, and Free Guy starts off with this awesome um, skydiving scene, and it it felt like those it felt like those seats were just made for the skydive. It was so so good and so immersive. That's cool. Um, yeah, no, we don't have D box seats here, so. Um, yeah, so Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I, we're spoilers ahead, we're gonna do, we're just gonna, do you just wanna talk about the movie, talk about the plot, talk about what we liked, type of thing? Mom. Mom. I love the I, Elizabeth I, I, Olsen I, red carpet interviews, 
People keep calling me mom. <laughs> yeah, mommy, mommy, mommy. Mom, mom, yeah. mom. Yeah. Um, oh my god. I I've missed Sam Raimi as a director. Um, it. I I loved. Uh, they definitely let him have his creative freedom. Um, and this was this was definitely like also a different kind of movie experience for him. He's gone on record to say that like he um he's used to taking when he directs movies he creates the characters um but for this one he's already he already has characters that are fully fledged out um so he went into it with the eyes of not trying to make something new for them but like just to keep them going and acting how they sh- how they would be acting um, yeah for the most part yeah cuz there are some new there are some new characters, but yeah. Well, he also like Doctor Strange. Like, I'm not saying he's a one note character, but like from from his movie, from his debut until Endgame, he, he doesn't really have like a lot going for him. But yes. But um, so the let's do the. Comic I've also book. just missed Doctor Strange for the movies. Uh, I I rewatched uh the first Doctor Strange recently, and that was still. Uh, a knockout of the park as well. Yeah, I, I have my opinions about this movie. We'll do like a, 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 a to sum it up. TLDR. What makes you not give it a nine? I'll I'll get into it after. I'll get into it later. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll remember this. We'll get into it later. Okay. Quick quick summary. TLDR. Uh, America Chavez is from a different universe than. Uh, what we know and she has the ability uh very comic accurately to punch through dimensions she has like multiversal energy uh she herself is a one of one character one of one person only one of her only exists in the entire multiverse uh in the movie she doesn't know how to control her power she ends up in a different universe with a different doctor strange uh in the intro we see her running away from monsters. Strange tries to take her ability, which would kill her. Uh, and she ends up punching a hole through reality and end up in the, ends up in the main continuity, which is called 616. Um, tries to trust Strange, even though she believes he's untrustworthy because a previous Strange tries to kill her. Uh... They fight Gargantos, which I am glad that this isn't actually Shumagorath because, man, that was a f- that was a quick kill. That was very underwhelming, in my opinion. Uh, very visually appealing fight scene, but it was resolved very quickly. Um, you know, during that fight scene, that that fight scene really set the tone for like how much they got away with making for with like getting stuff in for it being a PG-13 movie. The, uh, the stabbing and ripping out the eyeball of the monster, um, I would not have expected to be able to come out of a PG-13 movie. Oh, was it PG-13? It was PG-13, I'm pretty well, I didn't sure. Think, I didn't think this was an R-rated movie, even though like Sam Raimi went on record with saying like it has like a lot of horror elements. But... Uh, yeah, PG thirteen. They uh, they work with America, 
But they also bring up the fact that, like, the monsters had runes on them. Goes to see Scarlet Witch. Well, secretly, not secretly, like we learned within the first ten minutes. Scarlet Witch, uh, since the end of WandaVision, has been trying to figure out where her kids are. She has the Dark Hold. It's been corrupting her. It's been manipulating her. She wants America to use her powers to go into the multiverses where her uh, children still exist. That's the plot and premise of the movie. Uh, and yeah, I guess, I guess we talk about what we like. We talk about what we don't like. Um, I think this was a very straightforward plot. You know what was happening after she revealed herself not to be some coy, I'm trying to manipulate you into thinking it's someone else, but it's actually me type of plot thread that usually happens. Um, this is a Doctor Strange versus Scarlet Witch, the movie, taking elements from a few comic stories, most notably like a House of M type deal which, much like Civil War, is a very downscaled adaptation of a story. Um, yeah, I just thought this was very simple. It had a lot of... I think of this... Like, <laughs> the best comparison I have for this movie is, like, a BLT with very high... with very good ingredients. Like, very high-quality ingredients. Simple sandwich... But if you use high-quality ingredients, it can be amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it It was A to B plot. Nothing really throws a curveball. There's some things that are in there for flavor. Um, and because of that, that is why I don't give it a 9. It just... it. It didn't, like, unlike certain adaptations, like, like let's say, like, Ant-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Ant-Man was, his, it, his, Scott's introduction is very similar to how it was in the comics, where he steals it, uh, he steals the suit, uh, not for the same reasons, but, uh, it, it's a loose adaptation of how the beginning of his introduction was, very loose adaptation of Hank and Hope, who Hope isn't even the character in the comics and main continuity. It was not predictable, but yet you knew where everything was coming from. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I think that this movie was very predictable, and they kind of spoiled a lot of it from the trailers. I think the coolest thing about this movie was the Illuminati cameo. But that was spoiled for us. Not all the characters were, but all they had to do was have Charles Xavier say something and we knew that Patrick Stewart was going to be in it so we could theorize everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just... It was a lot of... cool things that happened in it but a very simple plot which sometimes is good uh but i just felt like there was nothing despite the fact that they showed they introduced 
a new character, alternate, well, technically with Fantastic, with Reed, uh, two new characters and then returning characters that we already know Mm -hmm. about from the Marvel Universe and all the cinematic universes put together. I just didn't feel like there was anything new. Honestly. This was, like, the beginning. This movie was the conglomerate, like, I don't, I, I, I dread to say that it's, like, an Avengers movie because of continuity, but, like, this is the Captain America Civil War equivalent to this phase of the MCU. It's not an Avengers movie, but it is a conglomerate of storylines that we already have from the beginning of this phase. Like WandaVision, stuff from No Way Home, Doctor Strange, and like the ideas and concepts from Loki with the multiverse. It just, I don't know. It felt, and like talking about it now, like it even feels off now. Like, I don't want to go see another screening of it because I feel like I'd get bored. Like, I think the cameos were cool and everything. And I, I hate to sound like a really hard movie critic on it because, like, I really loved what they did in No Way Home and everything. But I feel like what they tried to do in the same aspect in Multiverse of Madness, No Way Home just succeeded better in it. They also had, like... Mm-hmm better established characters to use to bring in from the multiverse. So I don't know. That's true. But visually, this was an amazing movie. I liked some of the concepts that they introduced. The fact that the Illuminati was like just that universe's version of the Avengers was very interesting. Uh, Yeah. I uh, I don't know if if you have specific things you want to talk about. I I kind of like put myself into like this corner now where I'm just thinking about like other things about this movie. But how did you feel about it? What were your favorite things? I mean, I really liked it. Um, I I loved them showing off the Illuminati. I I I'm a sucker for um multiple universes a multi a multiverse has always been a super interesting and cool concept to me um and it's also um i haven't fully read secret wars um but i know i know a lot about it um yeah so and this is yeah. this is what we're building towards this this is what uh this is the next big thing yeah, that will be happening for the MCU as a whole. There's no way around it. Yeah. It's um, it's which I think is. I I was talking about this with my brother before, and, and my brother-in-law, that Marvel. My my I think my biggest problem with this movie is. It's. And I I guess like the biggest problem with like them adapting all of these ideas, concepts, and stories into movies that are, like, maybe up to three hours long is that they have weight and continuity behind them in the comics, right? Yeah. When something big, like, Secret Wars was crazy because 
not just did it touch the whole mainline 616 continuity, it also touched the Ultimate Universe, which was a continuity that ran separate with their own renditions of the stories and characters that we love. But it also touched alternate universes that we knew about, like the Marvel Zombies universe, the Age of Ultron universe, the Age of Apocalypse universe, um, the universe where uh, Storm stayed, the Storm uh, kept Mjolnir, like uh, these different concepts, uh, a universe where all of the female uh, superheroes like ran the world and were like the super organization all of these different things and old man logan old man logan probably the biggest and best example of this all uh these concepts and stories that have been around since like the early 2000s the late 90s like before even like during the first secret wars that happened uh with the beyonder uh there's weight behind it. There's so many stories behind it. There's massive character development behind it. And then there's an event, right? That brings it all together. That has these characters with these deep, rich history, right? Meanwhile, in the movies, we have the deepest, richest character like development we have are probably only from the original Avengers, right? Who are yeah. currently either dead or incapacitated doing other things, right? Uh, except for Thor. So, I think now, after saying all of this, my biggest gripe is the fact that they have tried to make this big bombastic movie off of hype alone because there's nothing backing it story-wise we have the beginning of phase four all this stuff with wanda oh this is like a wanda story this is just wanda's movie like doctor strange to be honest could have they could have just switched their roles of antagonist and protagonist and it could have been the same thing but i don't think the scarlet witch movie would have sold well you know what i mean yeah but like the thing so they loosely adapted House of M, which House of M was uh, a big story arc for the Scarlet Witch because she had uh, she has many dealings with demons, uh, including Mephisto, who using her reality warping abilities and her chaos magic, who is which were contributed by a different demon lord slash uh, elder entity, Cthulhu. Uh, she manufactured kids just like in WandaVision. Uh, and the biggest part about it is the fact that unlike WandaVision where like she sees that her kids aren't real, that they were just her manifestations, her kids were actually real because she created them in reality. And then they were taken away from her. And then she warped reality to become uh somewhere where everybody had their wildest dreams come true so that they could leave her alone so she could be with her kids. And that the downfall of all of that was the fact that she erased 95% of the mutant population, which isn't adapted here because we don't have the X-Men, right? So yeah, they took things that tried to work from this 
and they made a movie that made a tragic hero who has problems and is trying to recover from them and makes her a villain. I don't think that's the worst part about it is like, I don't think the worst part about this movie is the fact that they made her like the tragic heroine who turned evil. I think the worst part about it is that they, they've taken this character with her little development and they've tried to make something bigger out of it. But I don't, I don't want to turn this podcast into just a tangent about the movie. I thought it was good. I just think that it could have been better. I mean, everything you brought up is completely valid. This is definitely, um, this is definitely going to be like a springboard, um, a springboard sort of movie to be able to make the next couple of movies that will be in this weird chain link that they've always done for, um, the MCU, uh, the, the, this is that uh, saying that this is the civil war of this of this phase is a very good very good analogy um as a movie in itself and just like telling the stories of our two main characters because this isn't like you said this isn't just a doctor strange movie um this is very much a wanda uh wanda movie as well um both of them get very good character development. Wanda is as scary as I hoped she would be. Mommy. There, there's this great moment, like, er, early on, uh, Wanda's like, this is me being reasonable. And then, and Steven's like, no, it's not. Uh, and then, like, <laughs> later on in the movie, uh, America Chavez is like, oh, why is she doing this? Well, why is she why is she doing this like this now when she was doing this like this earlier? He's like, that's because she was being reasonable, actually like shaken and scared. Mm -hmm. Um, I getting to see Dr. Strange fight again. Uh, he's always been a very imaginative character and very fun to watch. Um, him and his fight scene that he had with the evil Doctor Strange where they were throwing music at each other and playing songs was so cool uh, and such an interesting idea. I keep talking about this with people and I think I'm the outlier where when this scene happened, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? I was just like, did this just literally turn into like, this literally just turned into like a game of Osu right now? I It was. I, I enjoyed it, but I was also like, what am I watching? It was so cool. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was losing it. Um, yeah, I... I... Do you think Wanda's actually dead? No. Uh, no, no, no. So, I like, think he, she ported. Yeah, well, frick, somebody literally clipped together a scene from WandaVision where she literally does, she literally teleports in front of Agatha, like, disappears completely, the red flash, and I was just like, yeah, no. She's she's supposed to, they, they've hyped her up so much in, like, the MCU by calling her <laughs> a Nexus being, saying that she's, like, super powerful and she can, like, destroy or she can, like, either rule or destroy the multiverse, like, at her whim, that 
No, she's not going to get killed by rocks. <coughs> Captain Marvel. Dude, that was that that part made me mad. We can talk. Um, let's talk about the Illuminati for a minute. So, the fact that the Illuminati, who I think they're still missing a member, I think Tony like is alive, but they just couldn't get Tom Cruise to play him. Uh, I think that that seat is for T'Challa. I was also thinking that for a while, but I just I literally just think that because we see the Ultron bots, that's it's it has to be that's fair. Tony seat. I just think they were trying to do like a Tom Cruise thing. It's just he couldn't be in there or he didn't want to or something like that. You know, he's doing Mission Mission Impossible stuff, so. Yeah. So, uh it I I thought it was interesting. The the idea that the Illuminati is instead of just being the shady organization in the universe is just the Avengers uh is interesting. Uh Maria Rambeau, it I also questioned what time this takes place in relative to the regular universe. Cause like if, if the idea is that these run singular to each other, right? Like time, no, no matter what multiverse you're in, the time is exactly the same. Right. So like, yeah, like the date, the time exactly is exactly the same that I, I'm just curious because like Carol and, Carol and Steve, like, would be, like, they seemingly are, like, unaging beings. Like, Steve obviously ages, but, like, he ages at a different rate. Uh, that Captain Carter and Marie Rambeau being there as the renditions of the character, I was just kind of questioning it, because, like, I was just like, oh, is this, does this take place, like, not in the modern day because it's supposed to be like 2026 or something like that in Marvel uh, because of the snap and everything. But yeah, I think it's interesting. Marie Rambo instead of Carol, Captain Carter, which people are debating on whether this is the Captain Carter universe from what if, but I just think it's a rendition of the character. Um, Black Bolt. How did you feel about Blackagon Boltagon being in the movie? He's cool. He's a really cool character. Uh, they did him dirty, though. If Reed hadn't, like, fucking opened his mouth, he's like, oh, yeah? Well, we have a trump card up our sleeve that can beat you by by saying one word. Uh, f- fucking shut up. You don't <laughs> tell them how to beat you. <laughs> but I, I think a lot of people, people who say, like, this is very stupid for him to do, don't know who Reed Richards is. Because this is very in character. Because he's the same person He'd be that. Po- nice. Well, n- <laughs> he's the same person that points the ultimate nullifier at Galactus and says, Try me, bitch. Like, he's very. He's not arrogant. He's just very. What's the word? It, it's, it's something that Reed would do. Like, pointing his biggest gun at. The threat is something that he has done multiple times. And if this universe has faced Galactus and he's pointed the ultimate nullifier at him, I think the same concept applies for what he did to Wanda, which I think is very funny. The fact that he didn't... The fact... I'm hating. 
I don't. I understand, like, we want to see, like, 1v1s and everything like that, but you're not telling me if this was an actual situation that they would just attack her one at a time. Like, you're telling me that Miss Captain Marvel over there isn't going to start firing at her as soon as she starts seeing Reed Richards getting turned into string cheese? Um, Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that they got the original actor to play him and the fact that he agreed knowing that he'd probably die. Uh, seeing him in the suit was awesome, though. Uh, seeing him display his powers were really cool. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I was the only person in the movie theater that was kind of, like, hyped. I was just like, what? And then I remembered. I was just like, oh, the show was, you know, kind of bad. But I think Black Bolt's a cool concept from the Inhumans. I think he is, too. Um, I, although some of the Inhumans things I don't necessarily agree with. <laughs> like? Uh, well, you know what the deal is with his wife, right? Yeah, Medusa. How it's his cousin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're an inbred species. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No uh, more Inhumans. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the fact that there's an Inhuman who, like, when Terogenesis happened, he literally just turned into a giant fucking door. Like, he's just a head that his he opens his mouth and it's like a doorway. Like, he can create a doorway to anywhere. The heck? But he's specifically just, like, a door. So what they did was they just picked him. They had to, like, carve him out of the ground. And then they built a castle around him. What a horrible life. To <laughs> yeah. Or I thought you were going to talk about the fact that, like, in some renditions. Where's our dog? I, I, I was about to talk about him. In some renditions, Lockjaw is either a dog that had, was experimented on. Like, uh, like, he was a descendant of, a, like, a species of dogs that were experimented on and that could go through pterogenesis. Or that he is a person that became a dog <laughs> because of oh, terogenesis. No. <laughs> and he is just a dog. And he wants to fuck dogs. But he is a human. Oh, That God. is a dog. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no wonder they canceled the TV show. No wonder. No wonder no one likes humans. <laughs> um, there are a couple cool in humans. But. Uh, and then we have... Uh, the smartest man in the world probably came through with a cosmic cube through the through the ceiling, egged on the most powerful being in the world. Uh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Reed, I fucking hate my family, Richards. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, this man lied. This man's been lying for years. John Krasinski looked into the camera and said, I am not Reed Richards, nor have I ever talked to Marvel about playing him. And he lied. Yeah, man, it turns out, it turns out that if your name is not Tom Holland it, or Mark Ruffalo, it's pretty easy to lie to the camera. Yeah, I, I really, I really think the casting is spot on. But Reed Richards is not a likable character, and if you like him for his personality, I think we need to like 
have a conversation about what like type of person you are. He's a bit of an ass. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's why I don't want John Krasinski to play him because I don't want to hate John Krasinski. <laughs> like if he's Reed Richards, I'll just think about the scene at the end of A Quiet Place, and then I'll be like, ah, these aren't the same people. But uh, yeah, pretty cool. First on-screen thing of Reed since what, like 2013, 2014? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Suit looks okay. Some people have. Like, I like the suit. Some people are just like the suit looks meh. But like, what did you expect? Did you want the original Fantastic Four suit on him? No. Yeah. Uh, looked really good. Uh, really exciting. We got to see him stretch, and then he got stretched out. Um, uh, it would have been cool to see more, or like. Maybe seeing other people within his family. Because, like, you don't like the Fantastic Four for one people. You like them for, like, all four of them. Well, six, if you count the kids. Yeah. Uh, I love the memes that people have made. Like, that version, that universe's Scarlet Witch, after she's done dreamwalking, just, like, gets bombarded by, like, the rest of the Fantastic Four, Franklin Richards... And, like, who else? Uh, Monica Rambeau's daughter, Carol, uh, Medusa, and the rest of the Inhumans. And she's just like, oh, guys, what's wrong? She's like, we're going we're gonna to kill you. But You know, there was one bit that I was confused about. Uh, and after rewatching the first film, uh, it did not... My question was not answered. Um... I understand that, uh, oh, what's, what's the Sorcerer Supreme's name, um, uh, in, in their universe? Um, not Wong, uh, Mordo. from the Reed Richard universe, Mordo. Well, so Mordo hasn't been in a movie outside of the two Doctor Strange movies, correct? No. Okay. Why? Yeah, I think that's so. Apparently, apparently, he's tried to kill Doctor Strange a couple of times, and they didn't deem it uh, in like something that we should be- see. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I after the first Doctor Strange with the post credit scene, you expected that Baron Mordo would have been more into like the movie, especially after we saw him in like the trailer and everything like that. That. He was going to be a bigger part of this movie, but he's not, which I hope they, they read. I hope they make amends to that in the third movie. I really like Mordo. I was really excited to learn more about him. Yeah. Especially since he's like, apparently like killing sorcerers and taking their magic stuff. Yeah. Which this isn't him, but, uh, we know that the person in the main universe. Maybe we'll see more of him in the future. Uh, like, I hope so. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that he didn't have the time stone, like where were the infinity stones? Isn't the Sorcerer Um, Supreme supposed to be the guardian of the time stone? You know what I mean? 
That's true. Where were the Infinity Stones? I feel like it'd be very Illuminati-like to just have each person have one, like in the comics. Yeah. Um, no, that would make sense. Especially since he's supposed to be the Guardian of the Time Stone. Why didn't he have the Time Stone? He should, probably should have used the Time Stone to reverse time and bring everybody back. But we won't talk about that. But my favorite part of this all, the thing that keeps this movie from getting any lower on my barometer is Bruce Campbell. God. I did like that. I was also hungry for pizza. Pizza balls? I I was hungry for pizza afterwards. I wanted pizza balls. So did I. I think that was a reference to something. Like pizza balls themselves were a reference to something. I don't remember what. Uh, was it from Spaceballs? No. I don't know. It sounds really familiar. Something wants me to something wants me to say it was a Drake and Josh reference, but I don't think so. Anyway, Patrick Stewart, the character we knew was gonna be in there. Charles Xavier, rocking the pretty OG like old. X-Men cartoon, chair, and get-up. Really exciting. My favorite part of the movie, I have to say. Uh, Really cool. Uh, We get to see him. He has his little... His introduction music is a instrumental of the original uh, X-Men cartoon uh, theme song. Super awesome. Uh... Yeah, favorite one. He also quotes himself from a different movie uh, when he talks to Strange, uh, talking about, like, oneself and everything. Uh, yeah. I, my favorite part of the movie was seeing Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier again. Yeah. It, I, I loved when I saw the yellow chair and then heard the classic opening. Yeah, I was so... Which is a really popular theme right now because not only is X Men ninety two like a thing that's gonna be on Disney Plus soon, uh, in the comics they're actually it's called Class of ninety two. It's an X Men like what if story kind of, where like if okay. if during that time the current events in the comics like the island of Krakoa existed the mutant nation uh existed back during that time and i thought it was just going to be a one shot uh well no it comes tomorrow like uh, the next issue comes out uh so i've been keeping up on that and i think it's really interesting because it is the third appearance that we know that is supposed to be taking place in this older time for the x-men uh, yeah, but for, Sick. for the movie, uh, everybody dies. Uh, it's kind of sad, but, uh, they couldn't really keep them alive, I guess, to help out during the final fight, which actually would have been really cool, but I guess everybody's expensive, except for the guy who plays Black Bolt. But, <laughs> Yeah. Um, Arguably, he's the most expensive. He only spoke twice during the movie. 
True. I think it's so funny because, like, dude, I would love to play Black Bolt. He would be such an easy character. Well, to, have like, you heard his the interviews? Lines for. Have you heard his interviews? Like, he literally he no. he took during the show. Like, Black Bolt actually like talks via like a hand language, not not ASL, like mm-hmm. not sign language or anything. He made a language himself. The actor made a language derived from ASL and with assistance from like people who use ASL to make a language that would be comprehensible by the rest of the cast and that he could remember for the character. Oh. Yeah, he put a lot of thought and effort into it. That's awesome. Which is, like, very good commitment on his end because, like, how are you going to substitute speaking? Well, Blackboard is all about his body language and his emotional expression, like, on his face. So, uh, very underrated. I, I, I hope that they, om- that they bring back certain concepts of the Inhumans because despite the show being bad, it definitely had its, it had good points. And I think the good point was Black Bolt. Um, yeah, um, besides that, like I said before, this is a very cut and dry, besides like the cool stuff that happens in the middle of this movie is very... I don't want to say basic, but, like, you know the stuff that's going to happen. But, uh... Um... What did you think about the ending? Like, the end credits, or, like, just the ending overall? No, just, like, the ending of the show. The ending of the movie. I thought it was sick. I... And it made sense. It it gave Wanda a a seemingly complete circle to her arc... Um, it made Doc, it made Steven maybe a better person. Um, <laughs> questionable, but yeah, he, it definitely, uh, gave him a new perspective on, on everything. Um, I thought zombie strange was so cool. Zombie strange and the Cape of hands. Oh my God. When he the special effects team had a field day with that one. When they, when they showed the burial scene, I was just like, Oh, like I was just like, I see what they're doing right here. <laughs> I was like, I know exactly what this is going to be used for later on. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, ho, ho, I'm super smart. But like it, they, they set that up very well. Like, it's not just like an ass pull where it's just like, oh, this is the Marvel Zombies universe. This is like, no, this is something cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, um I like that it actually had consequences. Yeah. Uh, seemingly. Yeah. Um the Somebody... third eye opening up out of nowhere and then having the end credit scene being just him having another stroll was a little a little weird. I think somebody brought up this idea because the eye of Agamotto shows back up where like it's actually seemingly the true eye of Agamotto. Like not yeah. just like the holder for the time stone. Because the real eye of Agamotto in the comics Let's strange see things that cannot be seen with the naked eye. So, like in the yeah. beginning when he's fighting Gargantos, like it has runes over it, so he uses the eye to see it, like so it can be seen. Yeah. Um, well, that's what the eye does. Well, in the comics, he's been able to physically manifest the eye on his body. So some people think that the Darkhold 
hasn't really corrupted him, but in fact, like, bolstered his power where he's able to actually just manifest the eye instead of activating it. I see. Which could be one thing, or it could actually just be Strange succumbing to darkness. There's a story where Doctor Strange, like, sells his soul for, like, all mystical power, and it's called, like, Black Sabbath Doctor Strange. And it's the Doctor Strange that we get, like, right before the end of the universe in Secret Wars. And this version of Doctor Strange, like, literally, like, he has, like, almost all the power at his fingertips. Because he ends up, like, selling... He sends he ends up like selling like half of his soul away for like the secrets of all of the mystic arts within the dark realm. And like okay. cr- crazy crazy things. But the ending of this movie I thought was I thought was decent. America training to be a sorcerer is interesting. It's not what her character is, but I definitely think they could do something cool with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um I love Benedict Wong in this in this movie he's just this is have you seen the memes that this isn't phase four this is phase wong it's phase one because he's in everything i think the only thing he isn't in besides like sorcerers fortify your mind (laughs) (laughs) him shouting during that is so good He's just. I love him. I love him. So I, much. I love Doctor Strange. Stevens just like that. She's tr- she's trying to get into their heads. Sorceress, fortify. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Archers attack. I I want a Wong standalone series. I want to know more about Wong. I want I want to know about the party that he apparently forgot. He is also still the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, that That hasn't changed. Like, Steven is still not Sorcerer Supreme, despite the fact that he was the one who saved the day. It's just, like, a formality thing. Also, the fact that, like, the the whole running gag throughout the entire movie is the fact that Steven didn't do anything formal, but as the Sorcerer Supreme, Wong's breaking out all of the ancient, like, formalities, like, bowing in front of the Sorcerer Supreme... Uh, anybody will do anything for the Sorcerer Supreme from any of the other temples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's funny. Um, yeah, uh, the end credit scene uh, with Clea. Um, you know who Clea is? Uh, yeah, she's the daughter of Dormammu. Niece. The niece. I apologize. Dormammu has a sister. That's her mom. That's hot. Um, I mean... Also, later in the comics, Doctor Strange takes her as an apprentice, which doesn't seem like what that's going to be in this one. Uh, But he also falls in love with her and they get married. Cool tidbit. Currently in the comics, Doctor Strange is dead. He was killed by Baron Mordo. It was a murder mystery for a while. It was actually really cool. The death of Do- it was called the death of Doctor Strange. I read it like full through. It was really cool. It had a couple tie-in things. Uh, Baron Mordo killed him, but Stephen had a contingency plan. He sealed half of his soul away uh, back from like the seventies in case he ever died, and he didn't know the cause of death. 
So Doctor Strange from the 1970s pops up in modern day, and he's just like, what the fuck is going on? Who are you? Iron Man? (laughs) The Avengers? What is this? (laughs) He looks like Doctor Strange from the 1970s. He's like, where the fuck are my shag carpets? Um, Who the fuck is this dog? Dog? I thought you were alive. Baron Mordo, you're probably the one who killed me. Uh, Clea, we're married. Who are you? Dormammu? What? Uh, Like, and at the end of it, like, he only has, like, a time limit for him to be alive, like, as, like, a separated soul. Um, They figure out Strange's, who Strange's killer was, Baron Mordo. Um, There were a bunch of people thriving and reaching for the title of Sorcerer Supreme while he was dead. Because while the Sorcerer Supreme isn't alive, a bunch of stuff was unlocked. Like, a bunch of seals that Steven had were unsealed when he died. Uh, Then, uh, at the end of it, Steven, uh, his actual soul, gives his blessing to make Clea the Sorcerer Supreme. Because... The previous Sorcerer Supreme has to give their blessing before somebody else dubbed the Sorcerer Supreme. It's not just a title you can take. Doctor Doom tried to go for it. Baron Mordo tried to go for it. A bunch of other people tried to go for it. Uh, Magic was a contender. Magic, the X-Men character, uh, who is actually the Sorcerer Supreme of Limbo. Whole other thing. Uh, But currently, Clea uh, is the Sorcerer Supreme in the comics. Cool. Uh, and she has this cool form, which makes her kind of look like Dormammu because she's from the Dark Dimension. Yeah, super cool character. Seemingly, they're going to the Dark Dimension in the post credit scene because of the incursions, which, like we said previously, is a part of the whole leading up to Secret Wars and everything like that. Yeah. Um, I... Right can't think of anything else do you have anything else i have nothing else to add on all righty well guys thank you for listening to this uh this episode next episode we are going to actually be talking about uh an anime related thing uh, we're going to be talking about the movie bubble which if you are a original listener you should know that we Talked about this on the news previously, and Vincent was super excited about it because it had a really stacked uh, production line, and I haven't seen it. I'm excited to see it and talk about it. It came out. I was excited for it. I didn't watch it, and I've heard nothing about it, so I am <laughs> terrified. <laughs> I I know a concept. I know like the premise of it because I watched a TikTok, but that's about it. I'm holding my opinions until I actually watch it. This will give us a good change of pace. Um, if you are curious about if we are actually going to be doing the current Disney Plus show that is going on, we've decided that we're actually going to take a break from doing episodic reviews. We're just going to go over the Obi-Wan series as soon as it's done and talk about it then. Yeah. But between that, we're going to be taking a break and be maybe talking about some anime-related things to uh, break up... Uh, what we're talking about because I know for me like Marvel and DC stuff like this is stuff I see all the time um it's good to get a good break from it so yeah next week bubble or in two weeks bubble Um, oh yeah and 
Yeah, I think this is the end of this episode. Thank you guys for listening in and watching. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, get in touch with us and talk to us, you can reach us at our social medias. I am uh, at lying underscore mask on Twitter. I am at Vincent Barlow eight on Twitter. And you can reach us conjointly at uh, Domestic BF Pod on Twitter. And after this episode, you should be able to listen to us on all streaming uh, platforms where you can get a podcast. I'm getting all of that finished up, um, but whenever this finishes uploading, you should be able to find the podcast on all podcasting platforms. Um, so super exciting. Um yeah. That's it. Yeah. We'll see you next time. See you, beautiful people.